listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast. What smells so bad? It's strong, but you'll get used to it. Now here's your hosts, Nick Stevenson yeah, and buddy. Chris Clark. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time again. Whatever time of day it is, wherever you may be listening in the world, You've just tuned in to episode 11 of the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit podcast. Thank you so much for joining us yet again. You know the deal. My name's Nick Stevenson. Chris Clark's in the building. What's going on, fella? What's up, my brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to be back here with you. Yes, sir. It is the return of Love and Good Vibes, and it is part two. And this time around, Love and Good Vibes has an entirely new meaning. (laughs) Uh, It's the day after Valentine's Day. And hopefully, if you're in a relationship, you have that special someone in your life. Your Valentine's Day was full of love. If you're a single woman or man, perhaps your Valentine's Day was full of good vibes. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) To each their own. Whatever makes you happy. It's always a good time of the year for showing that special someone in your life. Just how much they mean to you. I think we all understand. There's a capitalist aspect to it you know hallmark holiday baby <laughs> there you go if you bought stock in hallmark and in <laughs> chocolate and other types of candy then uh, you're doing good today so um at the same time if you're fortunate enough to have someone special in your life to share moments like that with it's always a good thing how was your valentine's day yesterday man very simple yeah. very low-key yeah uh-huh. we don't we don't ever do nothing big for valentine we don't like going and fighting all the crazy crowds and, <laughs> right you know, all that jazz it's yeah i mean you already low-key. got her she's trapped now what's she, what's she gonna do she where are you gonna go <laughs> where's she gonna go yeah it's real similar with whitney and i actually our original dating anniversary mm-hmm. was february 26th okay so like first date yeah okay the, like what we officially made the day that we were together gotcha. uh, was february 26th so that's a week from valentine's day yeah we already have a child's birthday in december and then christmas yeah. and then another child's birthday in january <laughs> you know this yeah. capitalist society you know it's you go broke real quick real quick yeah. so we always kind of join the two together mm-hmm. and never like you said always simple never yeah. anything super ham some I, people tr- do though man some yeah. people go crazy with this yeah that's true especially them dudes who are in trouble a lot (laughs) (laughs) you know there's a lot of making up going on on valentine's day hey there's nothing wrong with it however you see fit to show the person you love that you appreciate them yeah it's all good man we we don't have any problems with that valentine's day once again another holiday i started celebrating later in life Mm -hmm. as a child it was one of those holidays that even when I wasn't celebrating, you know, like in school, they mm-hmm. were selling the carnations yeah, yeah, and, the, of course. and the little sweetheart yeah. cards and stuff like that. So my mom already told you, like, I was all about the ladies. Right. <laughs> so I was still trying to be smooth and shit yeah. <laughs> as a kid. It's, I can honestly say I was kind of like a hopeless romantic. Right. Okay. We talked about in episode eight, how when we were young, like we just knew we were going to be a husband and a father. Yeah. Right. And what's crazy about that is when you're a hopeless romantic like that, you have the outline of everything but the face. Like, you know, yeah. like all you need is the girl to put the face on the rest of the dream. Right. <laughs> and yeah. so anytime you meet a girl who takes the slightest interest in you, you're like, oh, there's she's the one. That's it. She's That's the it. one. And you're like going, checking apps on the Internet about merging your faces together. See what your children <laughs> look like. Stupid shit like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's just kind of how. 
I was growing up. Uh-huh. And so where we're similar, because our pathways kind of split off when it comes to relationships uh-huh. and, and love. Where we are similar is we both married our high school sweetheart. Obviously, for you, you're still married to her. Uh-huh. Everything's working out great. Yeah. For me, it was a learning experience. Okay. One that I will not ever take back because I got my firstborn from it. That was a fantastic way of putting that. Yes. I like that. <laughs> it was a learning experience. <laughs> What's funny is that learning experience, unfortunately, had a lot of collateral damage. And I'm not just talking about our child and I'm not just talking about each other. My daughter's mother and I had a... There was good times, but we had a tumultuous relationship. If you look at the entire span of it, where we were off and on, off and on. Mm -hmm. And in between being on, when we were off, I know for myself, there was a lot of times I was trying to force finding that connection with somebody again. Of course, yeah. And ended up being in situations where... I got myself into something and realized, like, this ain't it. (laughs) And there's a lot of people who got, I can be honest, there's a lot of people who got hurt in the process. Uh And that's kind of the the risk you take in this game of love, though. Mm -hmm. And there were many failed attempts. Like I said, being a hopeless romantic, after I got divorced, I pretty much, you know, I grew up really sheltered. Uh Um, The first woman I ever slept with was my wife after we were married, originally, my first wife. Wow. And so... (laughs) I had a lot of catching up to do once I was single again, right? Uh, <laughs> so I was out there looking for love in all the wrong places, yeah, as they say, and trying to force that issue because I was so naive. I thought, okay, any girl who likes you, if you guys sleep together, like, that's your girlfriend. Yeah. That's who you're supposed to marry next, uh-huh. right? Yeah. And not it wasn't the case. The case. <laughs> it was not the case. Yeah. Learn the hard way, yeah, you yeah. know? I think of one specific instance when I was single, there was another girl who was kind of in and out of a relationship Mm -hmm. and her boyfriend basically like left town and was coming back at some point, but Mm -hmm. she didn't know when. Yeah. And so, you know, we did what grown folks do and we (laughs) had some adult type situations, but what's funny is like one day we're hanging out and she's like, okay, so so so-and-so is coming back. And I'm thinking, so what are you going to tell him about us? (laughs) And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not telling him a goddamn thing. <laughs> and I was like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. Come on. But yeah, I mean, once again, learning experience. And I should not be in the position that I'm in right now. Because Whitney and I, our story, and we'll get into that in a little bit, highly unlikely. If we'd have followed all the rules, we would not be together of right course. now. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But there was a lot of... Uh, Trial and error before getting the right one. So I wasn't as fortunate as you, man. Now, you know, young love, when you're a teenager, I'm sure you went through the ups and downs of that before finally getting to where you are today. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about you and Haley, how you met. I think she said you guys were freshmen in high school when she was here. We met in sixth grade. Okay. We went to junior high. We didn't become friends until seventh Mm grade-ish. And then we became really, you know, we had a group of friends that became really close in eighth grade. Right. Uh, And then we actually started dating our summer going into ninth grade. No, I'm sorry. It was the Don't get confused with this girl. Don't get yourself in trouble, bro. No, no, no. It was the the end of the summer. Okay. Going into ninth grade. All righty. And then we dated from, I'm just going to say the start of freshman year. Okay. Till, I don't know, middle of second semester. And then we split. Right. And to be honest, I couldn't even tell you what it was over. Um, <laughs> yeah. But after we had split, our whole group of friends ended up splitting up. Oh, okay. I mean, everybody. Like, it, it was like the relationship 
that held that group of friends together. Right. As soon as me and Haley split, everybody, there's like 10 of us. Yeah. Just went, all went their separate ways. Like a stick ways. of dynamite. That's it, man. And, and, you know, even to this day, after all that blew up, I am still friends with most of those people. Right. So when she so. met you in the, you said sixth grade, seventh grade, like, were you already the bad boy or? No, no, no. Not no. yet? So I was that kid <laughs> going in junior high. I was that kid, like. Talking to one of my buddies, like they're they're gonna throw me in lockers, and I'm gonna need somebody to defend me. <laughs> and of course, you know my little dumbass friend was like, "Oh yeah, I got you, man. I, they're, gonna, they're not gonna throw my boy in lockers, right? You know, typical junior high shit, right? Um, but no, I did that. That whole bad boy thing didn't come till about seventh or eighth grade. And uh, yeah, no, I was when 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 we first met in sixth grade, I was not your typical, you know, yeah little punk kid that that didn't that didn't come till about eighth grade you know gotcha uh testosterone starts flowing and <laughs> yeah my uh my chest starts getting big and i think uh-huh. i'm 10 foot tall and bulletproof you know right, right. but yeah after so we dated through ninth second semester of ninth grade and then the friendship thing after we split everybody split and did their own thing right um and we actually ended up back together uh break up end, makeup baby at the end of freshman year okay and then we split again. It was a very, we were on together for a short period of time. And then right. we split again. And then I fell off, man. I, I, I went down a path. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody, man. I got heavy into drugs, heavy into, you know, bad relationships and bad friendships. And yeah. it was, it was not a good situation. And that's when Haley completely separated herself from me. Where I went to school, you have ninth grade at one facility and right. you have 10, 11, 12 at the, at the other. Right. So we switched campuses and, at this point, man, like it's it's talk about bad boy Chris Clark, like it's on full force, dude. Right, like I'm. You got into that a little bit, yeah. in our past episodes. Uh, it's 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 going it's going hard, and we have completely separated ourselves. After I got caught up, was removed from the school, right? Yeah. This is when things really started to take effect, <laughs> and <laughs> the only reason I say that is because I realized like what I had done, right? The mistakes I had made after being clean and sober, like it was yeah. like just a. Holy shit, man. It's like what, a moment of revelation. What did you do? What right. did you do to these people? Like it was yeah. it was awful. And then I came back in, let's see, junior year. This was cleaned up, Chris Clark. This is cleaned up. This All is right. walking the straight line. Yeah. Right. I was let's see. I'm trying to get the timeline right here. I dated a girl for about ten months after I got out and then right. we split. And then I had dated another girl for like a year and a half. And at this time, like, you know, Haley and I are only friends at this point mm-hmm. you know so I, I guess it was my senior year i was with this chick mm-hmm. okay and it was man it was turmoil it's the only way i can describe right. it. right i was a person who i am extremely ashamed of right at that point yeah and i don't know why i don't know why i acted that way or it was weird man it's a weird very weird time in my life yeah well my mom had reached out to Haley. Mm-hmm. And asked Haley if she had any more senior shirts. Yeah, Haley said, "Of course." She said, "I really want Chris's name on it, right?" So Haley brings over this shirt to my mom. Keep in mind, I'm with somebody else at this point. Yeah, Haley shows up. I'm talking unexpected. Doesn't tell me nothing. She just shows up to bring my mom a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, my heart sank. <laughs> like my heart just dropped. That was a good cue. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. Like my my heart like sank to my feet. Like, what is she doing here? Like, I I haven't you know I've seen her around school and stuff, but I haven't yeah. like seen her in a very long time. Right. I was like, wow. Like, and it's man, it got my brain, 
It got my brain turning. And I don't know what they, Haley was at my house, and my her and my mother ended up going to Walmart. Yeah. And Haley, or my mom told Haley, you're going to think I'm crazy, but one day you're going to marry my son. Oh, Mama Clark got it. She and got involved. Haley okay. Was, Haley, <laughs> exact words were like, you are out of your fucking mind. That dude is crazy. Like, there's yeah. no taming that beast. There's no way. Right. You know, I ended up talking with Haley after this. Right. All right. Me and this other chick, we split senior year. So I graduated technically in 07. I went to an accelerated high school, so I was able to work a full-time job. Gotcha. So, I mean, I, I needless to say, I graduated high school in like two weeks. Cool. Because they gave me all, they just said, here's your pa- here's your packets, here's your paperwork, you do it, you walk, right? Gotcha. Easy peasy. Gotcha. After I graduated Walters, about two or three months later is when Haley and I really started talking again. Mm-hmm. And man, this is where I fucked up. Oh my God, I fucked up so <laughs> bad. Like, I just, I don't know what. Like I said, it was a really weird time in my life. You want to tell this story? I can always edit it. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. It's all good. I'm not trying to get you in trouble when you go home, brother. Nah, it's all good. It's a it's a <laughs> it's an interesting story. Haley and I are talking at this point. Right. We're both single. We're both looking for a relationship. And oh damn, I forgot a big, big, huge piece in this story, right? Okay. So let me back up to tenth grade when I was expelled. Okay. okay? I was not allowed on any uh any ISD property. Right. None. Well, Haley was in escorts, right? Mm-hmm. And she was asking me to come watch her dance, and I want you to, I want you to come out. I, want, I, it was, I think it was called Spring Show. Right. I think it's what they call it. I want yeah. you to come see. Dude, I messaged the principal, and I'm, I'm begging him, please, look, like, I'll mind my P's and Q's. I'm going to be on best behavior. Like, please, I just want to come watch Haley dance. Yeah. Absolutely not. You're, no, you're not allowed on any ISD property at all yeah. until your expulsion is done. So, I miss... The spring show, mm-hmm. right? Me and my buddies that this was it was on a Saturday. Me and my buddy Zach were doing it's like a little side job. Some lady wanted her attic cleaned out. Yeah, so we're upstairs cleaning the attic. Well, Haley texted me. She said, "I'm done with my spring show. I really wish you could have been there." And like, I just felt horrible. Right. Okay, I think um, I don't know, fifteen maybe. My buddy Zach had a motorcycle. It was like a 250 cc tiny mm-hmm. little bike. Man, it yeah. was tiny. Zach's a big dude. I've always been a big dude. Okay. <laughs> right. Bro, I go to Walmart. Okay. Keep in mind, Zach's on this little bitty motorcycle. Okay. Yeah. Me and I don't have a driver's license. The mm. only way I'm going to get somewhere is if I get my fat ass on the back of this motorcycle, <laughs> this tiny little motorcycle. It's like a, like, looks like one of those little clown things you right. see. Right. Right. So me and Zach <laughs> get on this motorcycle. We drive to Walmart and I buy flowers with literally the last bit of money that I had. Yeah. And we drive all the way to LaPorte with it. Everybody looking at this shit show going down the road of those two big old fat dudes crammed on this little bitty ass motorcycle and I delivered flowers to Haley. So where I actually ended up fucking up really bad, man. Because like I said I was I was I was messing around with this other chick. We had separated and then Haley and I were talking again. Right. Okay? Well, I was telling Haley, like, let's go to prom together. Right. right? She gets all excited. Oh my god, yes. Blah blah blah. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're going to prom together. This is when Whitney hated my guts, bro. Yeah. Whitney hated me. I right. wouldn't I would not come to their house because Whitney hated me so much. Yeah. <laughs> about I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this. About 2 weeks before prom, I end up getting back together with that other chick. And I had I called Haley and just like, I'm sorry I can't take you to prom like <laughs> it was a complete 
shit Play show. on player. Oh, dude, it was. Okay. I, I felt horrible. I still feel horrible this day. That was a complete shit show. Anyways, I end up going to prom with this girl. Okay. <laughs> Haley went by herself. Oh damn! Yeah, it was it was <laughs> fucked up, man. It was a fucked up. Damn! Um, you sure you want me to tell this story? I don't want to bring back any memories. <laughs> no, it's all good. So <laughs> you done messed up, man. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Um, so after all of that, me and that chick separated for good. It was done. Right. It was probably the only time in my life. I say in my life, probably the only time that I had been single for any amount of time. Yeah, because I always jumped from one relationship to the other within weeks. I mean, it was always one's falling apart, the next one's building up. I feel you. It's being young, yeah, it I mean, it's just it's it it is what it is, I guess. But yeah. it was the only time in my life that I was ever single for any period of time. I can't remember if I hit her up or if she hit me up first. Mm. But we ended up hanging out again, and it was actually we had a really really good time. Is high school over at this point? High school is because this prom was this senior prom or was this this was senior prom? Okay, yeah. To be honest, I don't know. I don't know if this is, I mean, prom is what, two months before graduation? Yeah, I have no so idea. So it's, I mean, somewhere in that ballpark, <laughs> right? Okay, yeah. Um, we gra- I, Like I said, I graduated in 07, but I walked in 08 with my class. Right. So we, you know, I went to her graduation party. She came to mine. Gotcha. Um, and that's when we really started to hang out and actually start seeing each other and dating and you gotcha. know, all that stuff. So five or six months go by, and then... For whatever reason, it just it fell off, right? And we weren't we weren't talking with each other. We weren't hanging out with each other. And then about two weeks later, she went to Florida, and I just had like this cap come over me, and was like, you know what? It's time. Like out of all the shit you've ever done in high school up to this point, mm-hmm. you know, like in your heart, that's who that's the person you love. Right. That's the person who's seen you through all your bullshit. Right. That's the person who's always been there mm-hmm. no matter what right. like it's it's time to it's time to get rid of all this time to man up and commit to this right right gotcha so she gets back from this trip he had parties every fucking weekend right when i say every weekend that's not like a exaggeration like <laughs> yeah. every single weekend it was me and all my friends partying right okay this one particular weekend Haley's coming back from florida i tell all my friends like look no party this weekend I got some shit I got to take care of. Yeah. Haley comes over. The momentum had kind of fallen off. Right. Okay. So I said, hey, I need you to come over. I need to talk to you. I got some stuff I got to say. And, dude, I laid it. I laid it out for her, just mm-hmm. like I told you. Like, yeah. I've been through some shit in my life, and you're the only person who's ever stuck around. Like, I love you with every fiber of my being. Right. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. I know we're young, but we have an entire life to build together. Like, I just know in my heart that... You are that person for me. Yeah. Put your heart on the line. I, dude, I put my heart on the <laughs> line, bro. Yeah. You know what she tells me? What's up? She looks up at me and she says, I got to go. I have a date tonight. <laughs> bro. I'm thinking to myself, like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. Like, I just did. I just put myself out there and was completely fucking shot down <laughs> right. i mean well deserved i was not the chris clark that you know now was right. not the chris clark back then like i i had yeah, some you major put, you put her through some shit yeah already so yeah <laughs> dude i sat in my room by myself and just binge drink seven hours straight 
I mean, I, I probably killed a 24 pack by myself. Damn. I'm drunk and I'm texting her like, what are you doing? Who are you with? <laughs> this is bullshit. Like, I'm just like blowing her shit up. You know? Right. She's not responding. She finally calls me the next morning. It's about, I don't know, 11 o'clock. I was like, oh, so now, now you're going to fucking call. <laughs> now you got something to say, right? Like, I'm yeah. over. I'm fucking mad. Like, you know, it, the, just the sunshine and pissed me off. Right. Like, she says, I want to come over. I want to talk about what you said. I'm like, you just had a motherfucking date last night, bro. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? She comes over and she spills it. Yeah. Just like I did the night before. Right. Like, you're right. Last night was a huge mistake. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking when I went. Like, it, I don't yeah. know if it was a dig at you or if it was something trying to make you jealous. Or right. I said, well, it fucking worked. I don't get jealous, <laughs> but it fucking worked. Yeah. Like, I'm not the person to let women get to me, but you fucking got to me. <laughs> you had me fucking all worked up. Yeah. So at that point, we decided let's we're going to make it official and we're going to move on, right? I threw my heart on the line, and then the next day she did hers. Right. Like, so we both told each other we're going to dedicate, we're going to, we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. This is it. We're done with the shenanigans. We're done with the bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got a phone call. I was working over late. This was in January, the following year, from Haley. I need to talk to you. I need you to get over here now. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Like, now I'm nervous. Like, shit's going so good. Right. You about to split. Like, what, what <laughs> happened? Right. You know, I'm thinking all this shit in my head. For whatever reason, I was, we were working on a broken fitting. Outside, when I was with Laporte, I was in a, I don't know, three-foot mud hole, mm. head to toe, soaking wet. I'm fucking disgusting. I cut this fitting out because it broke in such a weird way. It was a two, it's a, they call it two-inch 45, mm-hmm. and they usually break on the outside from the pipes bending. Right. Well, this one broke on the inside, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, I cut that fitting out, and I saved it. Yeah. It was just different. It was odd. I had never seen anything like it before, right? Yeah. So she called me. I need you to come over. I need to talk to you. I was like, what the fuck's going on? You know, what happened? Why are you upset? And she wouldn't tell yeah. me, wouldn't tell me, wouldn't tell me. So I finally told my boss, hey, I'm out. See y'all later. I got shit to handle. Right. The repair was done. All we had to do was like wait for it to dry and pressure test, right? Yeah. They could do that by themselves. Work's done. I'm out of here. So I'm on my way. I stopped to get gas. So I mm-hmm. call her. I'm like, before I show up at your fucking house, I want to know what's going on. I want to know what I'm walking into. Yeah. And she was like, I'm pregnant. Woo! And dude, you would <laughs> you would think any other you know everybody else's reaction was like, oh fuck, yeah, oh my god, yeah, dude, I'm fucking hyped, dude, <laughs> I'm amped yeah. the fuck up, like I can't even see straight. I'm so you. excited. I got from Fairmont and 146 mm-hmm. to 45 in El Dorado, okay, right. Up Spencer, I know this is irrelevant to anybody, but no, you, but. She, had, she had she had you speeding in the fast lane, Bro. pedal to the flow, man. So it's about, <laughs> it's about a 35, 40 minute drive. Yeah. I was there in 15. <laughs> like I'm riding, I'm hauling ass in the shoulder. Like my music's fucking blaring. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm amped the fuck up, man. What's up, dude? The first I get into their apartment, I'm I'm fucking excited, man. I'm like, I am amped up. Yeah. And her friend had just left, and she's she's. I was like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? She's like, you're going to leave me. And I was like, leave you? <laughs> like, this is the fucking best thing that could have ever happened. We're 19, yeah. bro. Yeah. We're 19 years old. This is the best fucking thing that could have ever happened. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, we got to go fucking tell people. Right. We got to go tell somebody. Yeah. And she's looking at me like I got shit on my face, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? I just told you. I said, we're, we're going to my fucking mom and dad's right now. We got to go fucking tell them. Right. We have to go. We fucking hop up, right? Drive back to Deer Park mm-hmm. and 
I, I text mom, hey, I got to talk to y'all about something. Me and Haley are both coming over. Yeah. And she was like, her exact words were, you're not moving to California. We had went on a vacation. Yeah. My buddy had opened up a sports bar and grill yeah, yeah. out there. And we had drove out there for the weekend. I came back talking about how beautiful it was. <laughs> right. And her first thing was like, you're not moving to California. I said, I'm not moving to fucking California. Just stay chill. I got something I want to talk to you about. So we get over there. And, of course, I don't know how Haley was feeling at the time. But I know I was fucking ecstatic. Like, yeah. I was, <laughs> I wanted everybody to be ecstatic with me. Right, you know? right. Keep in mind, I'm fucking 19. I don't know. Shit. I don't know nothing, dude. Right. Like, I got a $13 an hour job. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to do this, but yeah, God yeah. damn it, I'm excited. You got your childhood dream. You're about to be a father. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tell my mom, my pops, y'all going to be grandparents. And of course, my mom just like steps back in shock. She's like, okay. And my dad, straight faces can be, and he looks at us and he says, when's the wedding? <laughs> I was like, oh, pops. She's like, hold on, man. Like, pump the we just figured this out, you know? Yeah. My parents are so frugal. They never spent money on shit growing up. Yeah. Never. Like, penny pinchers like you've never seen. Okay. Yeah. Dad tells mom, let's go get something to eat. We're going to go to Casale. Yeah. We're going to talk. We'll see you on in a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that wasn't the reaction that I wanted. Like, <laughs> right. And they're going out to eat. Like, some, we must have really fucking hit home for them. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy shit. They they go eat. They come back. And they were excited. Right. Yeah. They, they Once the initial shock wore exactly. off, I'm once, sure. Once the shock was done and it yeah. was over, they, yeah. they were they were good. They were excited. They yeah, were excited. I know, I know how we that goes. Excited. That was in January that we told them, I think. And then we told, we told Daylene, yeah. her mother. I guess people knew the old me and right. didn't want anything to do with like the new yeah. person that I had become. Right, 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 right. And uh, at that at that point, I was working a full time job and two part time jobs. So I, had, I was working full time at Laporte, and then I had uh, I was working at RLC Plumbing, running a truck after work, and then I had fifteen rent houses that I was managing here in Deer Park. Okay. For some buddies that came, to, some buddies came down after I bought houses, and they were in California. So you were getting it in. You were still hype gorilla-ing. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That that's never that's never changed. Yeah. We we go over there and we tell Daylene we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be parents. You're gonna be grandparents. And she looks up at me. She's like, "How are you gonna support a wife and a child, ma'am? I, I hope this I hope this puts your worries at rest. Like I I do work three jobs and make I make decent money for myself. She's like, "Oh, you work three jobs." <laughs> How are you going to spend time with a wife and a child? And I'm looking at her like, uh, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know. I don't know. If we're going to figure it out. Right. Yeah. And we did, man. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. <laughs> so we got, we, <laughs> there's another fucking shitty thing. <laughs> I, uh, you know, every girl dreams of like being proposed to and in, in a, like this super romantic way. Right. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I call Haley <laughs> on my lunch break. I said, hey, I got a question. She's like, what's up? I said, let's go to JP and get married. She's like, did you just fucking propose to me? I was like. <laughs> I said, I sure the fuck did. Hell yeah, woman. <laughs> Comes a time in every man's life where he's got to shit or get off the pot. Said, Today I'm shitting. <laughs> I said, I sure did. <laughs> she was like, okay. I, fine, whatever. No, we're not going to the JP. If you want to get married, we're going to plan a real wedding. Yeah. I said, fucking done deal, Bobby Neal. Let's do it. <laughs> so we planned our whole wedding in three months. Yeah. Which most people have a year to do. Right. You know, we wanted to get married before 
Fallon came. Right. So we did. We planned this whole wedding, and the wedding was fantastic. I mean, it was. Seeing the pictures, man. Beautiful yeah, wedding. It was, it was. Beautiful wedding. It was awesome. We, you left out something that I'm intrigued by. Okay, let's. What, what As a father. It? Okay. What'd you tell David? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bro, we were scared out of our fucking minds. Rightfully to, so. To tell this man. <laughs> because like I said, Chris Clark does not have a fucking good track record. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> New Chris Clark is, is, is working fucking hard to rebuild this. Yeah. Right. We're we're gonna we're gonna totally change who we were to become this awesome person. Like, yeah. That's my way of thinking. Right. I think it was 10 or 12 weeks after we found out <laughs> when she was starting to show. Yeah. And there was no getting around it. We went over there and, but I know it was like, dad, I'm pregnant. Me and Chris are getting married. And he was just like looking at me like I had shit all over my face. I'm like scared. My fucking ass getting up on the back of a milk carton or something like missing. It was very like, oh, Okay congratulations you know like right. you can tell that's not what that motherfucker wanted to say he wanted to fucking pound my ass into the pavement right right but he didn't he was respectful of our wishes he was supportive good deal good deal um, and there's beautiful pictures of him and Haley. yeah oh yeah at the wedding oh, so there, there is there it all worked is. out <laughs> so yeah after we got married it was uh it's, it's been on like donkey kong ever since oh yeah this is uh we're going on 10 years now this that's be, incredible man this be our 10th that's incredible june 26th will be our 10th and I told you, you know, getting that right the first time is pretty rare. And obviously, from what it sounds like, you did have some trial and error oh, at bro, a young the, age. I'm Haley will attest to this, uh-huh. that the first four to five years of our marriage was extremely fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, it was it was rough, man. It was yeah. fucking rough. Sometimes and, you got to be proofed by fire, you know? Yeah, it was it was so. not it was not an easy path. It was, you yeah. know, going from just dating to being engaged to being married within the same year. Right. On top of adding with the maturity level of 19 19 and 20 year old. I mean, it was, it was fucking tough. And then all the responsibilities that come with it. It was, it was not easy. But I'm going to tell you, dude, I would venture to say at least half because statistically 50% of marriages end in divorce within the first two years. Like you guys beat the odds. Dude. And we did. There's not a lot of people who would have successfully made it through that. Yeah. No, I mean, it was, like I said, it was it was it was fucking tough, man. We definitely had you know major ups and major fucking yeah. downs. Because like you're was, learning as you go. Exactly. Then there was no time to live with each other first, right? And then decide if we want to get engaged, and then decide if we you know after we're engaged, then we have a whole year plan. It wasn't none of that. Yeah. It was fucking typical Chris Clark fashion, like fucking balls deep, <laughs> immediately like, jump into it, yeah. fucking head first, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it worked out for us in the long run, man. Like now sitting here, I can tell you that because of all that shit that went on and mm-hmm. all those ups and downs, never once have we ever screamed and yelled at each other. Right. Never once have we called each other ugly names mm-hmm. or been downright hateful. Yeah. Because of all that shit, we can sit here today and say like, we have something that no one else has. We yeah. have something that's unbreakable yeah. we have something that's gonna last until the day they put my body six foot in the ground yeah you know like that's the love was strong enough to overcome it was the difficult parts it, it, and it truly was. like i said man that's that's really rare and you know you guys are really fortunate that because sometimes people grow up and they become com- two completely different people mm-hmm. when they started i know yeah. that was the case 
And with me, yeah. all of a sudden you look up, you've been together for 10 years and you don't even know who the person yeah. that's laying next to you is anymore. Yeah. And so, I mean, talk about against all odds, man. I I admire you guys so much. Well, and it takes an extreme amount of determination to accept the responsibility. Like, okay, we're here because we made certain decisions mm-hmm. and now we're just going to figure it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. When when shit gets hard, that's when we work harder. So and see what I I think the beauty behind all this is that if you if you take the back half of the story off, mm-hmm. you take the junior high and high school part off, and you start from senior year, or you start from you know right after graduation. Yeah, that's a that's a destined to fail. If you in in my opinion, mm-hmm. right? If if you don't know somebody, you hop in bed with them and they get pregnant. Right. And you're like, okay, let's get married. And then you get married and then you're like, oh my Which God, happens. I hate this fucking person. Like yeah. they're a nightmare. Right. Haley and I had a very strong friendship. Yeah. All found, the way through You had school. a foundation. We knew, we, we knew who each other was to our course. Right. You know, even though I made some fucking stupid decisions. Right. And I went down the wrong path. Like I said, she was that person. Always had my back a thousand percent. Always. That is very important. I mean, it. And that's. You could, I, money don't buy that. No, and I mean I am forever grateful yeah. for that. Like like you said, money cannot buy that, and you're a hundred percent right. Yeah. When you were 19 years old, and your girlfriend's pregnant, and you're deciding I'm going to marry her, like I would have been that cautionary tale guy. Yeah. Like, don't yeah. do it, bro. <laughs> you don't have to do that, bro. Let me tell you about what happened to my other friend who did the same thing. I and you may have gotten that from different people. You know, you may have gotten the negative feedback. Um, but you did the right thing, man, and you're in a good spot. Yeah. You've got a beautiful story to tell. Two beautiful children came from it. There's no way that you can ever look back and have any type of regrets. Yeah. You know, you can always look back and say, oh, I wish I would have done this different, this thing different. But in that timeline, you change one thing, and it could have gone a completely yeah, different way. You were 100% right. You know? Yeah. You know, when she goes on that date, you could have been like, all right, fine, then. I'm going to go get with somebody else, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And then, oops, that's the girl who got pregnant. Now yep. where are you at? Yep. So, that's life experience. You just got to take it as it comes and, and learn from it. Like I look at my situation. I went through a lot of bad shit mm-hmm. uh, with my daughter's mother. And like I said, there were good times. I always wanted Maddie to know that she was conceived in love. Of course. There was a time that me and her mother loved one another. Yeah. We were just young. Mm-hmm. And we grew up a part of a religion where early on we were not even allowed to date. Uh, we weren't allowed to get to know each other the way that probably most people could because that was just cut off. She was somebody that was being kept from me and that just made me want it more. And I was going to fight as hard as I could to get it. Once we were in a position where we were finally allowed to see one another, like there's been so much pent up longing for one another. You know, we're young. We're really not in a position to get married, but Mm -hmm. how old were you? um, When we finally were allowed to start dating, Mm -hmm. I think I was 18 or 19. Okay. Now, when we were kids in high school, we like broke up and got back together a couple yeah, yeah, times. Yeah, Same thing. But once we finally realized, okay, this is what we want to do, mm-hmm. I felt a lot of pressure to get married because of the lifestyle I'd grown up in. Yeah. Let's keep it real. I'm a man. She's a woman. We have sexual desires. Of course. Well, the way I grew up is you don't have sex with somebody until you're married to them. Yeah. And if you do, it's a big problem. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and say... That that was the reason we got married, but mm. it was definitely a driving force. Like yeah. it was definitely a part of it. Of and course. then once you're married and then you do that, 
Like, well, now you got to do everything else. <laughs> you got to find a job and somewhere to live. Yeah, like, yeah. and I mean, dude, we, we ran off to JP and got married okay. and we had no plan yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time Maddie came around, I mean, we were finally in our own place. Uh, I was working a job, barely making any money. Mm-hmm. She was fresh out of school, starting her career. And Maddie was a surprise. And it's funny because you talked about when you found out that you were going to be a father, how ecstatic you were. To this day, I feel bad. I apologize to my daughter's mom constantly <laughs> yeah. because the first thing I said was, oh, shit. And I didn't even realize I said it out loud. Yeah. And then she starts crying. And well, I'm I like, mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm that, sorry. <laughs> that's that's natural. I mean, that's a, dude. That's I mean, we were married, reaction. though. Like, yeah, we we'd been married for almost still, a year. I mean, still, it doesn't, but that it doesn't, was definitely not the plan. Like yeah. we had like this five year plan, you know, mm-hmm. and this wasn't it. And so I, I felt really bad about that. But. As I said, everything that we went through, you know, our, our marriage ended because we were young yeah. and mature. Mm-hmm. I made some poor decisions mm-hmm. um, and I own that. It wasn't like infidelity or anything. I was just an immature husband, yeah. you know, and I didn't know how to handle adult type situations. Yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. Once we split up, you know, I, I was hung up on my daughter's mother for a long time. And like I said, there was a lot of collateral damage. Mm. I would go date a girl. And then, like, the second my daughter's mom came calling, I was yeah. I was gone. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of women out there who think I'm a complete fucking asshole yeah. because <laughs> I just didn't have my shit together. Of course. You know, the thing is, is, like, I knew to my core I was not an asshole. Mm-hmm. But just the idea of having my family, my original family, be together of course. was enough that if, if there was ever a chance of it happening, I wanted to do that for yeah. Maddie more than anybody. Of course. And... That's not a good reason to do that, though, because I can, like I said, a lot of people got hurt in the process Mm -hmm. and in the end, including my daughter, because when it finally did not work out, you know, we got back together once when she was old enough to remember. Mm -hmm. And when that didn't work out, I felt like we kind of dangled that happiness in her face just to rip it away from her. Yeah, that part was difficult, but I maintained always a positive relationship Mm -hmm. with Maddie. I never bad talked her mother. Yeah. And that's so important. Man. Yeah, I never God, damn, ever so bad talked her mother. Um, and I'll give her mom credit; she never bad talked me either. Yeah. And as much as we could, we always tried to have a united front, of at course. least in front of her. I mean, we could be screaming and yelling at each other, and then when Maddie came around, like that was it. Stop. Yeah, yeah. You know, once that didn't work out, I was kind of resolved. Like, dude, I'm just never getting married again. Yeah. I I did everything I could. I felt to make that relationship work. And so now that I finally had closure on it, I was like, okay, I'm just going to be a single father for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm still a young man. You know, yeah. I have needs. So I figure I'm going to go out and I'm going to do what grown <laughs> folks do. But the difference is, see, the mistake I made when I was young is I'd have like multiple girlfriends. I'm not going to lie. I was running the street. Yeah, of course. And I wouldn't tell none of them about each other. And then you got to try to keep up with yeah, yeah, yeah. who you told what <laughs> and fucking pain in the ass. Yeah. So I had this idea like, all right, I'm a single man. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to be honest with everybody. I'm going to tell you, hey, I like you. We can do grown up stuff if you want to. But if you call me and I don't answer, there's a chance I might be with somebody else. Just keeping it real. OK. And they're all like, OK, yeah, I'm cool with that. I don't need a man like oh, it's the They were all like on board with that Uh until they called you and you were with that other girl. (laughs) Then shit got all hectic, right? (laughs) And so I went from dealing with the stress of being with one person times five now. And I'm like, dude, no, I'm not. No, this is worse. Yeah, this is worse. Being single sucks. 
I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm going to become a monk and be celibate. <laughs> At the same time, deep down in the core of me, uh-huh. I'm still that hopeless romantic. Like, I want to have a family. I want to be a husband. Yeah. I want to give my daughter the family that I felt like I owed her. Of course. But then again, that desire caused me to try to force some things. Um, I'm going to go to 2015. I'm trying to force a relationship with this young lady. Okay. And I'm still in the midst of the all the drama from my relationship with my daughter's mother not mm-hmm. working out. So that doesn't help. Yeah, of course. I'm with this girl and I'm running headfirst into this thing. Yeah. And then once all the shine wore off, like I realized yeah, I don't love her. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to marry this woman. Yeah. I'm not going to be with her. Uh-huh. But now I'm like stuck. Yeah. And that is the most difficult conversation to have because you feel like such an asshole. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's the collateral damage yeah. I'm talking about. Whenever you're in a relationship that's toxic and I'm talking to everybody, there is more people who get hurt than just the two of you. Of course. There can be a wide range of people that get hurt in that process. Around that time, now I'm only talking to her, but I know like this isn't going to work out. I'm having a lot of stress from dealing with what's gone on with my daughter's mother. Uh-huh. There's just a lot of doubt in my mind about what my future is going to look like. Okay. Number one, I knew I wasn't going to go run the streets anymore mm-hmm. because I have a daughter. Yeah. And it's my job to set an example for her of course. Yeah. on how a man is supposed to treat a woman. Mm-hmm. And what I was doing was not the example I needed to set. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I do want to settle down, but I'm not going to be in this relationship just because if just I'm going to be in, in a relationship, right, if I'm going to be in a relationship, yeah. it's going to have something with meaning behind it. Of course. Let's talk about the controversy and the rules broken by me and Whitney being together okay. a little bit. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Around this time, Whitney and my ex-wife are actually friends and coworkers. Mm-hmm. Some of the same things that put a strain on my relationship with my ex-wife at the time, begin to put that same strain on their relationship. My ex was going through some stuff. Death of her father, a lot of things were going on. Where yeah, of course. She was kind of in a bad space. As that relationship began deteriorating, Maddie was still in the picture because Maddie was good friends with Whitney and yeah. with her children, mm-hmm. Logan and Hannah. Oftentimes, because my ex was going through some difficult stuff, I would try to get a hold of Maddie and she'd be at Whitney's house. Mm-hmm. And it started happening a lot. I would call my daughter's mother and I get an answer and I would think to myself for shits and giggles let me call Whitney and see if she's over there Mm -hmm. and it turned out she would be there I'd start talking to Maddie and she'd be like oh you know Miss Whitney helped me do this she got me to school she helped me do my homework I'm like so you're spending a lot of time with her right and Madeline never had anything but good things to say about her Uh I was like okay so it got to the point where I was reaching out to Whitney to get in contact with Maddie more than I was her mother. Okay. At the time, I'm pretty sure Whitney had heard some not so flattering things about me. I'm okay, the ex-husband of, of one of her best friends, of right? Of course, yeah. She has an opinion that's slightly formed. I'm one of those people, I try to keep it real and be honest with everybody. Mm-hmm. And the person that she was seeing come pick up his daughter and the relationship that she saw the two of them have. And then Maddie go back to her and talk about the relationship that Maddie and I have mm-hmm. to her. Like, it wasn't registering. Like, yeah. how is this the same guy? And so, like I said, as things kind of started to deteriorate between her and, and my ex, she had more questions. And so she would kind of call me and be like, hey, I'm just wondering, like, is this and this true? And there were some things that I had to admit, yeah, that's true. And there's yeah. other things like, no, that's, that's not accurate. Yeah. 
Here's the number one key before ever getting into a relationship. If you ever talk to somebody and they're talking to you about their past relationship and this whole story is that everything is the other person's fault, that person is lying to you. Of course. That person is lying to you and you can't trust them. I never did that. I kept it real. I put all my shit on on the table. And this is before really we were even like we're just friends at this point. Yeah. This turns into a friendship. Mm -hmm. But then there's that unwritten rule, right? Like you can't date your ex's friend or your ex's ex, right? (laughs) Or your friend's ex. You can't do that. That's that's like a no-no. Yeah, of course. Right? And that's in both of our minds. Uh On top of the fact that I'm seriously trying to slide myself out of this relationship i'm ghetto married basically (laughs) and i'm trying to slide myself out of it as smoothly as possible Uh, (laughs) i started having whitney on my mind a lot mm -hmm. the things that i thought about initially were not oh man she's so beautiful yeah she's really cool she's a nice person i was thinking about her relationship with my daughter yeah it blew my mind that she would take care of my daughter who she's only known for a few months as if it was her own and Like, Maddie had a real bond with her, and that stuck in my mind a lot. Mm. Let's go to Valentine's Day of 2015. I have a Valentine that I really need to get rid of. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So are you you still in the relationship with this other girl that you were talking about? Kind of. Okay, okay. Kind of. It's... I'm trying to find an exit strategy, man. Yeah, I got like, <laughs> okay. And I think she gets the feeling that yeah. I'm trying to find an exit strategy, okay. which only makes her a little bit more. Oh. It was a bad situation. I, I'm trying to find an exit strategy. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it makes me feel even more bad on the inside that I'm constantly thinking about this other person, mm-hmm. constantly thinking about Whitney. Dude, this is going to make me sound like a piece of shit, but I mean, I just have to keep it real. Like, yeah. I knew... I fucked up by getting myself in that situation where I was moving too fast, trying to force something instead of letting it happen naturally. Uh-huh. While I was in a relationship that I forced, something else was happening naturally. Yes. At the same time. Yeah. It's Valentine's Day and Maddie accidentally leaves her candy and shit at Whitney's apartment. Mm-hmm. So she asked if I'll come get it. So I go pick it up and Whitney's there by herself. And I guess she's like on the couch watching TV and she's like in pajamas. She looks super depressed. Mm-hmm. And something told me, why don't you just ask her what's up? Like, she's not her normal self. Yeah. So I was like, you all right? And she said, yeah. I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that it was Valentine's Day. She was by herself. I I don't, I think that might have been part of it. Mm -hmm. But she's like, yeah, I've just been sitting here thinking about my life and where I am and like, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. And, you know, because she was fresh out of a divorce. She's like, this is just not the life that I wanted, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I feel you. Like I'm in that exact same space. Mm. I'm like, I told myself that never again, but as I sit here, I'm like, you know what, this was since I was a kid, I wanted to be a family man, you know? And so that was the first time I got the inkling that, you know what, me and her in the same space, we never hung out. Like we would text each other. Mm -hmm. And at first it was always about Maddie. And then we started, you know, getting friendly. Then it got kind of flirty. Like it was slowly progressing to what it ended up being. So this is Valentine's Day, the 16th, 14th. And we still have this rule like, nope, we can't hang out. We can't be friends like that. Uh, Fast forward like a week and a half later. We're just like, fuck it. Let's go hang out. Yeah. (laughs) You know, uh, I'm in a band at the time. She actually texted me while I was at practice and like, hey, you want to go get something to eat when you're done at practice? I'm like, cool. And uh, I'm still trying to keep this on the DL, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have at this point, I have ended 
the thing with okay. the girl that I was for. Like, I wasn't gonna, mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna be that guy. Yeah, of course. It was hard, but I told her like, look, yeah, I rushed into this. I care about you. Mm-hmm. I really feel like we should have stayed friends from the beginning. I'm yeah. sorry. And it was one of those things where like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Until she found out that I was hanging out with Whitney. We go hang out. Like I said before, I knew that if I was going to do this again, try to be in a relationship, I wasn't going to force it. Of course. But I was also going to make sure it was the last time. Yeah, of course. So that being said, let's lay all our shit out on the table. Yeah. Here's the fucked up shit I've done. Yep. Here's the good shit I've done. Here's the stuff that was my fault about my previous relationships. Mm -hmm. Here's the stuff that I feel like was not my fault that I couldn't do anything about. Yeah. Let's just keep it real with one another. Mm -hmm. Right now, we're just having this conversation as friends. Like, there's no inkling that there's going to be anything other than that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, we start having some adult beverages, Uh you know, and... Ingredient number uno. <laughs> right. We start having some adult beverages. Uh-huh. What's funny is I ran into the bass player of our band at the bar. Okay. And once again, like, this is supposed to be on the DL, right? Because <laughs> yeah. we're breaking all the rules. Yeah, like, this course. is my ex's friend. And yeah, this is her friend's ex. Like, we're breaking all the rules. And he's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, bud. So you saw me. Whatever. Yeah. It's innocent. We're just having a drink, right? Well, we had a few drinks. And then we go, uh, we go sober up at IHOP. And then I tell her, you know what? I just don't feel like I can let you drive home by yourself. It's a smooth move, Such right? Such a gentleman. <laughs> Such a gentleman. We go back to her place. And once again, I'm still in that mode of like, I don't know. I'm not going to be in a relationship. Yeah. I'm a single guy. She's a single woman. We're both adults. Mm. We do what adults do, yeah, right? It happens. Course. And uh, I think I made a good impression. There you go. I was on my A game that night. I'll put it to you that way. <laughs> I think I made a good impression yeah. because one rule that I had when I was running the streets is like, I'm going to do what I got to do. Ain't no way in hell I'm spending the night. Yeah. Or if you're in my place, ain't no way in hell you're spending the night. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Deuces, right? <laughs> After my valiant performance, I'm waiting for that moment where either I'm like, all right, I'm about to bounce. Or she's like, uh, you got to go. <laughs> And that shit never happened. Stay there. Yeah. Till the next day. And like, I'm late for work the next day. And I'm like, oh man, what are you doing? Like, is this. Yeah. This isn't what that was supposed to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people all the time. One of the reasons I got myself in trouble is because I don't know how to be an asshole. Yeah. yeah. I'm that guy who will sleep with you just because I'm sleeping with you, but I'll still call you the next day. (laughs) (laughs) And then obviously that sends the wrong message. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm playing games in my head like, all right, I can't text her. I can't call her because then that's going to give away something. You know, like I'm I'm in my own head being stupid as fuck. All this dumb single shit that I don't miss Uh anymore. All these games. And finally, I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm done with this playing games and shit. I'm texting her like, hey, what's up? Had a great time. I want to see you again. Like, yeah, yeah. I was done with the games. Like, I didn't care if she Uh thought it was weird that I was texting her back. Like, I didn't care. Yeah. She hit me back the same way, and we're both like, holy shit, like, I can't believe you texted me. She's like, I can't believe you texted me. Like, (laughs) this is not what this is supposed to be. Yeah. So eventually we have to sit down and have a conversation Mm -hmm. because obviously, like I said, there's a lot of rules we're breaking at this point. Yeah. And it's like, okay, how are we going to, are we going to do this or are we not going to do this? Yeah, of course. And I told her straight up, I, the thing that attracts me to you more than anything is how great of a mother you are. Mm-hmm. You know, we've all made mistakes and we both had flaws at the time. But at the end of the day, that was a woman who cared for her kids more than anything yeah. and would do anything it took mm-hmm. to keep them safe and, and to provide for them. And I was with that. And so we just kept having conversations, being honest with each other. 
That was the number one key. Yeah. Like, just get it all out there. Mm-hmm. And we told each other, it's not a situation where, oh, one little white lie is okay. No. Like, yeah. Yeah. you keep it 100. And I can say to this day that my wife is the only person that I've never, like, felt like I need to lie to her. Of course. And that's what told me, like, yeah, I need to be with her. Yeah. Trust me, because we broke those unspoken rules... We dealt with a lot of controversy. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we dealt with a lot of controversy yep. on the way. Yep. But, you know, we figured, like, you know what? We earned them stripes. Yep. But let's prove everybody wrong. There you go. And if I hadn't broke those rules, dude, I would be missing out on the best part of my life. Yeah. And that's the thing. In this game of love, everybody thinks there's, like, a perfect scenario. There's no such thing, man. No. no. There's no such thing as a perfect scenario. If you're scenario. out there searching for a white picket fence You're going to no be problems. waiting forever. You, yes. Yeah. And we're sadly mistaken. It doesn't exist. What I tell myself is being in a toxic relationship as long as I was and as many times as I saw the wrong thing, mm-hmm. people would say Whitney and I move quickly. Yeah. And I'm here to tell people that when you know, you know. Of when course. something's right yeah. and you've seen wrong, yeah. you know when something's right. Of course. And I have zero regrets. We set a goal for ourselves to build a family, the family that we knew that our kids deserved. Mm-hmm. Something that we had sold them short of. Yeah. Because we had both failed in our previous relationships. And yeah. that's not all on one person. We did our part. Of course. And so now we owe our children the family that they deserve. Yeah. And that was the goal we set for ourselves. That's all she wrote, man. Since then, we had to break through, like I said, the meeting of you guys. And yeah. you guys already know in the past history. <laughs> so that was a little awkward, you yeah. know. If I have, I, I don't live with a lot of regrets. Mm-hmm. If I have one regret, it's that David didn't live long enough to see what we've become. Of course. Yeah. Because I think David passed just a few months of me and Whitney being together. Yeah. And I think at that time, he kind of just thought it was a fling. Yeah. I don't think he really understood Mm -hmm. that we were serious and what we would become. Mm -hmm. And that's fair. I understood. I understood the skepticism. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. I never, ever just sat in a room and talked to David ever. Like just man to man. Yeah. The first time I was sitting in a room with David by himself was inside the hospital after he passed. Oh, shit. That was fucking rough. Yeah. Something happened and all of a sudden everybody left the room. Yeah. And I'm sitting in there with David. It was the craziest shit ever, dude. I'll never forget it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the fact, like, man, I've never really talked to this man. Like, I I can obviously see from the reaction, like, this is a heavy loss for a lot of people. There's a lot of people who love this man, Mm -hmm. obviously. And I'm this is the first time I've ever sat with David alone. Yeah. And so I said to him as he was laying there, I said, don't worry, David, I'm going to take care of him. Yeah. And I meant that. Yep. And if I had one thing that I could that I wish I could get is for David to be alive today to know who I was, of course. the father I am and the yeah. person I am, and that I'm here to take care of his family. Yeah. You know, depending on what you believe, he, he could be up there looking down and he knows. And I hope so. Yeah. I hope that's the case. That's where we are. I, I can't, it's a really unconventional story. I'm always that guy who wants to give people advice yeah. about life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's just something I lucked into, bro. There's no way I can tell you one specific thing I did to make that happen, other than just yeah. be really honest. Yeah. Just and, be and honest with, not but, only be honest with that person, but be honest with yourself. Of course. That's really important. Of course. Because sometimes you try to trick yourself into thinking that something is what it's not. Yeah, of course. And trust me, I tried to talk myself out of every reason why, what was happening, like, because you don't trust it. Whenever something good happens and you've been through so much shit, yeah. you have a hard time trusting it. Yeah. And I was finally like, you know what? I just got to take this leap of faith. Yeah. What's the, I mean, 
can anything worse happen to you than you've already been through? Are you, are you gonna die? Are you <laughs> right. gonna die? Yeah. Take so it, do it. I took that leap of faith, and it's the best decision I ever made, man. Yeah. And so here we are in 2020. Uh, on the twenty on the twenty sixth, we'll be five years in. Five man. years in, damn. And we got married in May of twenty seventeen. Nice. And uh, we're on the come up, bro. There you you know, go. we continue to set goals for yourself at all times. When you're in a relationship and things are going really, really good, that's when you have to put in the most work. Yeah, because you're right. You're right. It's easy to get complacent. Yeah, it's that's when you got to put easy. in the most work. And if you if you don't in a hurry, because even in my relationship with Whitney, there's been times where all of a sudden, like just things didn't feel right. Yeah. And we're looking up and we're like, man, we haven't had a conversation in three months. Yeah. You know, yep. we haven't had time alone. Like mm-hmm. we haven't had sex in a month. Like what's going on? Yeah. Because you get the everyday grind and the everyday of hustle course. of life. You have to realize if you start working when shit's bad, then you're too late. Yeah. You yep. got to work on it before you get to that point. Mm-hmm. And that's only something that I learned through experience. I'm yeah, not sitting here pretending to be all wise and all knowing. Like, of course. That's just from going through the shit and making yeah. mistakes and yeah. and realizing what really needs to be done. Yeah. So that's the advice that I would give to single people who are out there looking for love. If you don't want to be lonely next Valentine's Day, don't force it. Don't allow your mind and your heart to make you think that something is there that's not. Trust yeah. your gut. Trust what you see, mm-hmm. not only with that other person, but be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Admit the mistakes you've made in the past. Yeah. Take some accountability on what's happened to you <laughs> in past relationships. I just want to ask you a question, Chris. Okay. If you don't have money to go out to eat, maybe you want to go out to eat, but you just don't have the funds. That's probably happens at oh, some oh, point yeah, in your of life. Course, of course. In that time, did you ever show up to a restaurant and be like, you know what? Fuck this restaurant. I don't need no restaurant food. All of y'all motherfuckers. <laughs> fuck, man, this shit is overrated. Fuck everybody in here eating this restaurant food. I don't need restaurant food no. to make me happy. I'm happy eating in my house. I'm assuming you've never done that. <laughs> no. Because that would be really stupid. Okay. No. In line with that, to all you single people on Valentine's Day, Letting your voice be heard and your opinion be heard that Valentine's Day is overrated and fuck all you people who are in love and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something. First of all, no one asked you. Yeah. <laughs> no one asked you. Nobody yeah. comes up to a single person and says, hey, what are your thoughts on Valentine's Day? Like, It's not for that. Nobody right. cares. It's not all about you. Mm-hmm. And I would venture to say the day you realize that everything is not all about you is the day you might actually find yourself in a functioning relationship yep. with another functioning Amen, adult. brother. Amen. Because that is the key. Yep. I'm sorry for your bad luck. If you can't look at somebody else who's happy and be happy for them, you have a problem. Yes. And that negative energy is going to keep you from attaining whatever it is that you are seeking you are or thousand, that you wish that you had. thousand percent So right. that is my biggest advice to both single people who do not have someone and aren't looking because fuck Valentine's Day, like get off that shit. Yeah. And then to the single people who really are looking, there are good people out there. Yeah. It takes a little bit of luck. Yeah. And it takes when you see the opportunity, you have to grab it. You can't let it slide. Of you course. cannot let fear keep you yep. from taking that leap of faith. Yep. So that's yep. the biggest bit of advice I would have to give. You got any advice for the single folks out there? I do. Um so what you got. We, we touched on a second ago how people think it's this white picket fence life and this big, beautiful house yep. and these two brand new cars and it's all fine and dandy, right? Yeah. Husband's walking around in these, you know, boxer briefs and he's all ripped and cut and, you know, <laughs> the, 
I'm going to tell you right now. Stop talking about my life, bro. That don't exist. <laughs> That's not a thing. Right. If you're looking for that lifestyle, you are going to be sadly let down. Mm-hmm. There are good dudes in this world. Right. There are good people in this world. Yeah. There are relationships that can happen. You have to have an open mind. Yeah. Most of them don't look like Matthew McConaughey. Ex- I'm sorry. Exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, it, this is just my opinion. This is just my stance on it. Right. Okay. I <laughs> this is gonna sound fucked up. And if you're one of these dudes, lower your standards and, and lower your goddamn standards, okay? Because let me tell you something: the motherfuckers who no, are we're talking here, when it comes to physical appearance, right? Yes, okay. Yeah, I'm talking physical appearance. <laughs> like you don't need you don't need a cat that's been in the gym forty hours a week, right? And who's could freaking bench press a coke machine? Yeah, spends okay. more time looking in the mirror than looking at you. Come yes, on now, like dad bods are a thing. <laughs> I mean, it, I don't know, man. I, I could, I could, I could go on and on and on about this, but like, that's good advice. Good dudes. We don't want you to lower things. your standards in every aspect. Good dudes but. and good girls come in different shapes, sizes, all that. Yeah, man. Right. It's not. You need to get hey. this image of, and you have no idea what that ugly dude might make up for in the bedroom. You exactly. know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, let's just keep it real. <laughs> exactly. Let's just keep it real. I mean, keep keep your options open. Don't don't draw this picture in your head of this pretty perfect lifestyle and expect this picture to all of a sudden pop into reality. Beauty's only skin deep, bro. Of course. There's a lot of things like yeah. if you're lucky enough to find a woman who's a dime piece. And she's a good person, like ourselves. There you go. Um, hey, that's that's luck. Yeah, you know, and you can you can spend your whole life searching for that if you want. Yeah, but all I'm saying is that real people have flaws. Real people have flaws physically. There's and, no getting around and that. not physically. I yeah, mean, there's sure. no such thing as a perfect human being. Yeah, they don't exist. Right, men right. or women. I mean, and, you, can, you can take these Instagram pictures that make you look like a freaking. You know, <laughs> yeah, like I said, a dime yeah. piece. Like, y'all realize though, like somebody's gonna have to see you in person eventually. Yeah. Like, let's just keep it real. Let's yeah. be honest with one another. Yep. And uh I mean, I take pictures looking like Job of the Hut all the time. And I still <laughs> got a woman, so it is what it is. Okay, so the best advice that I could give to people is don't let vanity, don't let appearances dictate what you're going for mm-hmm. because it's it is what it is it's just it's on the surface and there's beautiful people out there who are beautiful on the inside if you can fall in love with someone and see what's beautiful on the inside first of course it almost doesn't matter what they look like on the outside that is a thousand percent correct yeah i mean obviously we're married so i mean i I don't know if you saw a picture of me seven years ago but it popped up in my timeline i I looked at Haley like god damn what the fuck did you see in that like i look like a giant dickhead I had hair on my eyebrows, and that was it. Right. That was freaking 320 pounds. Good right. God, man. Holy shit. Yeah. But, I mean, once again, there's there's no book. Don't search yeah. for the perfect scenario. And uh, just get to know the humanity in people. There you and go. it takes being honest. We were talking a little bit about lovemaking earlier, <laughs> and we threw out the scenario to some of our Facebook followers and our Instagram followers. What are some of the best songs to do the no pants dance to. <laughs> and I got to tell you, bro, you hit me up with some interesting shit. <laughs> this is like a very large window into your soul. I just want you to know that. <laughs> this so, <laughs> so let me, before you play this stuff, this is me. I don't think Haley would attest to any of this. <laughs> 
This is right. These are my songs. This is what you have with your earbuds in. There you go. That, that's a perfect way to put it. <laughs> She's wondering why you're foaming at the mouth. <laughs> All right. So this first song is called "Pull Harder on the Strings of Your Martyr," and the group is Trivium. Trivium. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get a little taste of this. Bro. The intensity. <laughs> Poor Haley. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, dude, you gotta be a champ, bro. That takes, I like, I'm listening to that song. I'm like, yeah, that lasts about 13 <laughs> seconds doing that. What's, what's going on? That takes some, uh, some endurance. Hell, I walk up a flight of stairs and I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> That's crazy. All right. And so the next one. Is 94 hours? Yep. The song's hours. not that long. <laughs> but, uh, and as I lay dying, once again, this is another glimpse to the window of Chris's soul. We ain't fucking around. <laughs> I feel like people can know now what the experience of having sex with you was like <laughs> without ever having done it. <laughs> Haley, you'll have to let us know. Like, <laughs> is this what's going on? <laughs> that is intense, bro. And the next one, My Curse by Kill Switch and Gage. I got to say, this is probably the mildest of the three. <laughs> this is, you know, this is the come down moment. Dude. I don't know how you do it, my man. More power, more power to you. We ain't fucking yeah. around. <laughs> I mean, you are, but <laughs> woo, buddy. All right, man. So there is a window into Chris's soul. And uh, Haley, we feel we're here for you. I hope you have a safe word. <laughs> okay. So I came up with this list. I made okay. eight because that's how many buttons are on our soundboard. Okay. So I wanted to mix it up because you have different moods, mm-hmm. obviously. You know, I can't imagine you go 112 miles an hour like that <laughs> all the time. No, here's no, no, one no. thing I want to talk. Like we live in that we live in an age. Everybody wants fast. We want fast internet. Yeah. We want a fast phone. Mm-hmm. Fast cars. Uh, everything's got to be quick. Yeah. Instant gratification. Yeah. I want to talk to you youngsters out there, and I don't mean children. If you're a child, turn this shit off. Yes, please. Let's talk to the like, the young bucks, the young adults. Sometimes, my brother, you just got to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. It's okay. Of course. Slow down. Of course. If you take your time, you can get some things done. There you go. So, in that vein, the first song that I came up with is from a group called Jodeci. I don't know if you remember them. I don't they know. eventually became Casey and JoJo. Okay. And uh, in the 90s, things switched. There was a lot of like 70s, 80s songs about love making. But in the 90s, people kind of wanted to get freaky. Okay. <laughs> so the song is called Freaking You by Jodeci. And this is my jam. I'm not going to lie. When this comes on, <laughs> Whitney gets that look. She knows what time it is. Yeah, this is my jam. Okay. But, uh, yeah, Jodeci had a lot of classics, man. It was hard to pick one yeah. from them. And uh, yeah, that's one of my faves, man. Let me get that one more time. <laughs> yeah. You know what time it is. If you hear that song and you're driving by the Stevenson house, don't knock on the door. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> All right. The next uh, is a song from a gentleman who calls himself The Dream. It's called Falsetto. Talking all that shit. 
There's a common theme here, right? Yeah. It's a little bit of rhythm to it. <laughs> this is my jam, too. I'm telling you guys, save this playlist. It's going <laughs> to work out for you. I'm telling you right now. That's a good one. Okay. So I was thinking about, all right, that's some R&B. That's not everybody's forte, uh-huh. right? So are you familiar with a band called In This Moment? I am not. Okay. I thought... Okay, I thought that this was like wild and crazy, but compared to what you just showed, <laughs> nothing. Uh, this song is called Adrenalize. And if it's your thing, you know, white people love the electrical guitar. Yes. Something about the electric guitar yep. gets them going. <laughs> so I get it. I could see, you know, hopefully, uh, I don't know, when I hear this, I just think of like a drug infused. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, popping some pills or something. <laughs> it's not my forte, but I could see. Of course. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe That's in my the favorite right, so far. Maybe I in the right that. mood. Okay. I you can you you work yeah, with that? I okay. Can, I can dig that. All right. Um, what about this one? You in the back seat, windows up. That's the way you like to look. No, the I would have a hard time. Like, I don't think I would actually listen to this in the act. I would have a hard time, like, yeah. taking it seriously. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd probably be like, man, turn this shit off. <laughs> but this is a jamming-ass song, though. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm going to give you one that I know for a fact is a guaranteed winner. Okay. Because it worked on my wife. Fellas, if you can get past your own insecurities, put on a little JT... Just a little bit. This is a good song for when she's getting ready. Y'all about to go out. She's putting on her makeup. She's not quite dressed yet. And you don't need her to get dressed yet. <laughs> because, baby, you already got on what you need to have on. Okay? This is the jam. Hold on. Let me get the hook real quick. I'm telling you. It's a guaranteed winner. <laughs> Put it in the bank. I'm telling you guys. It's called You Got It On, Justin Timberlake. Put it on the iPod. I'm telling you. All right. Now, let's go. Classic. Mr. Eric Clapton. Tell me what you think. Uh, no. I, I mean. It's too slow for Chris. I, the hype gorilla so I, can't okay. get down. <laughs> so, I guess it's something I didn't think about, about slow uh-huh. music. It's just not my jam. It's right. not my thing. Like, I just... I don't know. I'm a, I'm an intense person. You're the hype gorilla, bro. I get it. I just I don't know. I can't get. Oh, so you're probably not gonna get down with any of these. But I'm telling you, these are these will work. You get into the, okay. This is what you do. This is what you do. Let me let me drop this down for a little bit. Cause you said the stuff you were playing. That's me. Was not, not Haley's jam. You're okay. right. And you're so this right. This is what you do. You put it on for Haley. You put on this one. This is a classic. Okay, so you put this on for Haley, right? And then you get your earbuds in, <laughs> and you get your other shit in the background. And she's going to be wondering, like, why is this happening so fast? But now you guys are both in your element. All right, this one's a classic. This is one of the ones that showed up when we asked our audience multiple times. Okay. And I know you're not going to dig this last one, but I'm telling you, this one is a game changer. And it's an oldie, but it's a classic. It's from a gentleman by the name of Smokey Robinson and the Miracles. Baby, we're going on a cruise in one week. We will be jamming this. The song is called Cruising. I'm going to let you just 
catch the rhythm real quick. I know it's not your jam, but I'm telling you, it's a winner. You gotta hit the high notes, man. <laughs> but you'll make her hit the high notes, I promise you. <laughs> Hold on one more time. Hey, turn that shit off. <laughs> Bro, you might have to leave. Waiting, where you at? <laughs> All right. So that was my top eight songs to do no pants dance to. I know that I probably have some stuff on there that y'all don't agree with. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Chris, man, <laughs> I'm willing to give that a try, but it's not going to go well for me. I'm going to tell you right now. If I play the shit you put on, I'm going to end up in the emergency room. That man. <laughs> living on the edge, brother. <laughs> I'm going to end up in the emergency room. But that was one of the the things that we wanted to also talk about in your relationship. Honesty is important. Of course. And and spending time together is important. But having a healthy sexual relationship with your partner is extremely important. Crucial. And if it's lacking, you'll notice that it affects other parts of your relationship. Oh, dude. It just happens. A thousand percent. I when mean, it's, it's lacking. So take the time. If you want to do it fast, if you want to do it slow, just do it. Okay. Yeah. And it's difficult, man, when you have kids, you know, especially when you have teenagers, because they're smart enough to know what's going on now. <laughs> but you know what? You just got to let it all hang out. Yeah. Ain't no shame in this game. Y'all better go to your friend's house. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Get gone. Yeah. So, man, it was a good Valentine's weekend. Like I said, nothing crazy. Uh, I enjoyed us. We went to the Valentine's Day dance that the yeah. girls had at their dance class. That was super, super cool. fun. Yeah. Um, very neat. Yeah. Shout out to, to Taylor Brooks. Working for Harris County, that program she put together is awesome. There's special needs kids in there. They're kids yeah. of all ages. I'm yeah. ready for the adult hip-hop class. That's what I want to do. <laughs> I seen her complimenting on your dance move last night. Yeah, I'm ready for the adult hip-hop class. Hook that up. <laughs> I'll be in there. But, um, yeah, it's it's a great time. Like I said, take the moment. It's created for a reason to help you appreciate the people who mean the most to you. Of course. But Valentine's Day is just one day on the calendar. Yeah. Tomorrow the next day, make sure that special person in your life always knows how special they are of to course. you. Uh, because the fact that it's a holiday to me almost takes away from like, if you're buying your wife flowers yeah, on Valentine's yeah. day, it's yeah. like, uh, it's like an almost a meaningless, meaningless uh -huh. gesture. Yeah. Get your wife some flowers for no reasons at some point, yes. you know, tell her how beautiful she is. Mm -hmm. Give her something from your heart, make it from scratch, whatever. Course, yeah. At any time of the year and everything's going to go well. Well, man, this was a fun episode. I agree. Loving good vibes. It's one of those things that we just want our show to put people in a good state of mind and good spirit. It will come back again in season two. Yeah, and if you sure. guys have any ideas of what brings you love and good vibes, once again, shout at us. When we get on social media, we're trying to get more interaction with you to make this show by the people for the people. So if you've been following us up to this point four months now. Yeah. Time flies, man. It, I can't man. believe we're on episode 11. It's crazy. And we're moving strong, though. We appreciate everyone so much who's been following us and listening up to this point. Once again, if you've not done so yet, please subscribe. You can go through our website. Uh, all the links are our, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. There's links to all of the different podcast platforms you may like to listen to. Once you find your favorite, please subscribe to the show. You won't miss a beat. Every time we put up an episode every Sunday, it'll be right there on your phone. And you just Fun plug and play. Dude. All right, man. Well, I'm going to get us out of here. My name's Nick Stevenson. My name's Chris Clark, and we'll see y'all next time.
You've been listening to the Smells Like Middle-Aged Spirit Podcast with Nick and Chris. For more show content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.